If you're enjoying this episode of Two Drink Cinema, check out our other podcast, Two Out of Three Recommend. Each week, we get together to chat about life and recommend drinks, movies, shows, and things to keep you busy. Check out the link in the show notes for this episode or find the highlights on the socials. Two Drink Cinema! Cheers. Welcome back to Two Drink Cinema for 2024. We are two out of three. Welcome back, Cotter. (laughs) Welcome back to Two Drink Cinema. Welcome back to Two Drink Cinema for 2024. Is this year three of the podcast? Did we start in 2021? We did. We did. We're nearly on our three-year anniversary. There we go. What do you get for a three-year anniversary? Um, to uh, repeat some of the movies we've already reviewed. Good, good. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Um, we are two out of three brothers reviewing movies, two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. Sorry if this is the first episode you've ever listened to and it took me that long to do the intro. Yeah. Um, this is not a uh, specific movie review episode. No, it is not. This is an episode where we just are going to talk about movies. We It's been a while. We watched plenty of movies over the break. Yep. Give you an update. Let's talk. We do have a drink. Uh, because we haven't watched a particular movie, we don't have a cocktail for it. Why is rusty? there were Summersby pear ciders in the fridge, which don't sound as good as cans. There we go. Um, it's rusty because it was left in the um, just left in the yeah. esky from a Christmas party. Rust off, but Although it's good. It's good iron. If you've mm. got, if you're anemic, just drink some rust. The side is a little bit flat. My apologies, <clears throat> but it is two drink cinema, so we have to have a drink. Oh, it's been a while since I've had pear cider. That's Can I mention sweet. something about pear cider in a pub <clears throat> we went to after we watched a movie recently? Yes. Yep. We went to a pub that is very close to a cinema, mm-hmm. and I went to the bar to get a cider for us. We did. I was yep. going to get a jug of cider so we could share it. Yep. Because we were having Palmer's, so we had to have the same drink because we had the same meal. Yep. Issue one, no cider on tap. Dumb. If you're going to have 10 taps, one of them can be cider. Yes. So then... I'm like, well, what ciders do you have? He's like, I have an uh, a sweet apple in a can, a dry apple in a stubby or a pear in a stubby. I'm like, well, I'll have the apple in the can. Yep. And he's like, oh, no, I'll have the pear. He's like, oh, okay, and went to grab two pears. Mm. Then I said, oh, no, no, I'll have the apple in the can because I saw what brand it was. And then he was like, oh, it's sweet. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's cider. You want the sweet one? I'm like, yeah, I want the sweet one. He was warning me that the apple one was too sweet, but the pear one is sweeter. The pear- he didn't warn me about that. For this brand, mm. I believe that the pear ones are sweeter than the apple. Much sweeter. Yeah. For most brands, comparing the apple of that brand to the pear of that brand, the pear is sweeter. Mm-hmm. Pears are generally sweeter than apples also. It's also just not as nice. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's the 
pub issue. Let's talk about movies. Yes. Uh, oh, since our last episode on The Nightmare Before Christmas, yep. I have watched Love Actually. Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. Die Hard. Okay. Of course. Yep. I didn't watch Love Actually. Oh, really? No. I watched Love Actually with a group of friends, and it wasn't until the movie had 40 minutes to go that I realised that the friend sitting next to me hadn't seen the movie. Oh, I remember, yeah. Yeah. And you'd spoil it all. Well, and we just talked over the whole thing. Yeah. Because I assumed that this apparently now 21-year-old movie is... Um, that everyone had seen it. And so we just talked yeah. and talked and talked. And mm. then with about 40 minutes to go, Kimberly goes, oh, is he going to kiss her? And I'm like, have you not seen this movie, Kimberly? Yeah. And she's like, no, no, I've never seen it. And I'm like, right, everybody shut up. Because the last half an hour is very good. All the love shit comes together. Yeah, it actually comes together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I made everyone shut up so Kimberly could enjoy um, jokes like Miss Duncan Donut 2003. Good. And Just In Cases. Yep. And other things that aren't Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't quite have as... Does it have the punch? Lines? I hate Uncle Jamie. I hate Uncle Jamie. Eight is a lot of legs, David. He is um, what's his name? My copper. Yeah. Good King Wenceslas looked out. Yeah. Sorry that it's early February and I'm singing Christmas. <laughs> now, now I've got Christmas carols stuck in my head. To be honest, I can't really remember what I've watched. I watched It's oh, a Wonderful Life for Christmas. Something, something for Chris, something for love. Actually, we discussed this. Do you know that basically Kira Knightley and the kid were the same age? Sorry. Why? Why do they hate Uncle Jamie? I know because that's ultimate uncle, like single uncle, no kid, best uncle, single. Go uncle, drop the presents no kids. off. Piss off. Presents from like Portugal, yeah, and from their travels, like a they whole, got a Cristiano Ronaldo shirt and a string of garlic. Like, what more does a kid yeah. want? <laughs> Fucking, I, don't I know. hate Uncle Jamie. I hate uncle Jamie. Our nieces. If I just rocked up, said, here you go, there's the bubble bazooka yeah. and the karaoke machine. Here you go, here's your talking bluey doll. And walked out. Yeah. They would not hate Uncle yeah, Lee and They would have forgotten Brett. I was there. Yeah. But then they'd be like, thankfully, the middle brother would be like, remember Uncle Brett? He just dropped this off and went back to Portugal to yeah. marry a girl he just met. Yeah. Shock for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Portuguese? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, that's just something that I realised every year. I realised something different about Love Actually. Yeah. So they were my couple of Christmas movies, Die Hard and Love Actually. And Home Alone. I watched just It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Christmas Night or Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve. Did you? I think that's the only Christmas movie I watched other than I'll Be Home for Christmas. Yep. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, Nightmare Elf Christmas. and Scrooge. Elf and Scrooge. I also watched Took Home Alone and Home Alone 2 and The Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, nice. Lots of Christmas movies. But then as well over the holidays, our tradition on Boxing Day is to go and see a movie with our mother. Uh-huh. And we went to see the only one that was out Boxing Day that really suits mother. Well, yeah, I was... There was... So, but... <laughs> Poor Things came out Boxing Day. So I want yep. to see that because Oscar buzz. Yes. But then that other one came out. So we watched that. I've never heard of this movie, but we'll go watch it. 
Academy Award winner Anthony Hopkins. It had a shocking twist in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we went to see we it at the Sun Theatre yeah. that we love. Sun Theatre, little theatre. Well, the Lyric, which is one of the smaller ones. Lovely. Uh, which is great setting, very nice. I have decided during the break and recent watching of movies. Yep. You know how they have a mums and bubs session? Yes. For the babies? Yep. They need to have a like, ooh and I'm calling it an ooh and ah session. Yep. It's going to be if you're going to talk or go, ooh, ah, oh, Germany invaded Poland, I'm shocked. You need to go to that session. Oh, I was going to lead up to that punchline. Yeah. It does, it is an indication that we went to watch One Life starring Anthony Hopkins. Mm. And all we've talked about since is the conduct of the elderly ladies in the cinema. I think one of them went to school with Anthony Hopkins. More That's how old she was. And we've talked about Anthony Hopkins or the other guys' performances. Look, it was quite. It was a nice movie. It was a nice movie. Uh, it is the story of a accountanty guy who's yep. English nerd. Yep. Um, who goes over to help refugees get to England uh, before the real start of World War Two. World War Two is mentioned in the yeah. description of the movie. Yep. But that did not stop about two-thirds of the way through the movie when they everyone's like, oh, fuck, fuck. They don't say fuck. Turn on the radio. Uh. And the radio announcer comes over and goes, oh, this is for the BBC World Service. On the 1st of December, September 1939. Yeah. It is, uh, Germany has invaded Poland. <gasps> yeah, the people, I was like, oh, you fucking kidding me? But it was also, that's what it was leaning to. It was like, Hitler's around. We have to go to Prague to save the children. Yeah. You know the yep. fucking wars. I'm sorry. They were alive when the war happened. They we, should know what happened. We, we need to get these kids out because Hitler's going to start invading countries. And everybody knows, certainly everybody of that age yeah. knows that the first invasion was Poland. So you don't... The first big move. Yeah. The, fir- the, the start of the world yeah. war. Um, is what they say. Was Hitler's Germany invading Poland? It is not a shocking moment. No. It is not the chick from the crying game is really a guy. It's not that kind of a twist moment. Yeah, well. Now that's ruined for everyone. Yeah, we're going to watch Crying Game next week. 45-year-old movie or something. 30. Settle down. Whatever, I don't know. Um, Greece is only 30 years ago, remember? (laughs) That's true. Um, look, Can I talk about more about some of the conduct in that cinema? You know what? Go for it. <laughs> so, it's fucking ridiculous, everybody. The Lyric, the lyric Theatre at the Sun Theatre has about, I reckon, 22 seats. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 30. Maybe 30 at the most. So we got the uh, middle of the back row, you and me, Mum. Yep. And then these people came in, walked to the back row of five... And asked if it was D. Yeah. And we were like, well, no, that's the one in front of you. That's yeah. the fourth row from yeah. the front is D. Okay. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh, okay. Walked to the end of the row, realised that was not their number. Opposite number, yep. So walked back to the start. Yep. Then people came in and walked past us to sit at the end of row E. Then had a whole conversation about the fact that they couldn't book seats together and their husband was sitting in row C. 
But then one woman made a joke. Oh, best thing about this is I don't have to sit with my husband. Yeah. Oh. Then they have these couple seats in the lyric. Yep. That don't have an armrest between them. Mm-hmm. This woman was by herself in the cinema, but was seated in a couple seat. A man sat next to her, and then his friend was on the other side of the armrest. Yeah. She just moved to another seat. Yeah, like the other end of the row. Yeah. Then when the people came in whose seat that was... Ten minutes after the movie had started. Not she basically... A movie. She basically stared them down. Yeah. Like, are you going to fucking make me move? Yeah. This was like a 30-something woman against a 60-year-old woman. Yeah. Like... Um, and then I saw her texting her friend saying, oh, I'm sharing a seat with this man. I'm like... You booked a couple seat. When you book, it says where your seat is, and it's a couple seat. Anyway, then the movie started. Then these other people came in. One woman went and found her seat, asked if that was the seat, mm. then walked back out of the cinema, then brought her friend back in. Yep. Then her friend got two steps into the cinema and said, Oh, it's dark in here. As Germany invaded Poland. No, it wasn't quite up to that climax, but it was just like, you fucking idiot. It's a movie. You know, this, like, your light's going to be off. You've ne- have you not been to a cinema before? Yeah. Also, I don't know. She was there when the first one was in- erected. She was there for the original Sun Theatre. Yeah, she watched the jazz singer at the theatre. And they used to leave the candles on so mm. it wasn't so dark. She paid five pence for a movie. Two and six. Yeah. That's mum's joke. Whenever something cost something in the old days, it was two and six. I don't even know what that means. Me neither, actually. I was going to say, but I don't think it does. <laughs> Two shillings and sixpence. What's that, 26 cents? Uh, quite knows? possibly. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It doesn't exist in this country anymore. It's like those people at that trivia night that thought that five cent coins didn't exist anymore. Yeah. How do you forget five cent coins mm. existed? I feel bad for five cent currently. Um, so anyway, the, the movie was nice. Yeah, it was good. Um, it was well acted. It was, it was well nice acted. Story. Made you cry. Yeah. And then the other, you know, was it meant to be a twist that when he went to that TV studio that the well, kid that he saved was in the audience? That was in the trailer. Yeah, and but it still shocked the women next to us, although Maybe, they were shocked yeah. by Germany invading Poland. They were so. shocked by cinemas being dark, so... <laughs> um, they were also shocked by movies starting on time. Um, so that is something that we saw at the Sun Theatre. Also, together recently, we saw at the Sun Theatre the holdovers. Yep, similar old ladies talking, not as bad. Huge. Although there was a bit of, oh, they're going to light it on fire. Oh, fuck off, Beryl. Huge Giamatti fans. Like, oh. it was like we were at a stand up show. They thought that was the funniest movie ever written. Like, they clearly. There were funny moments. Haven't seen Austin Powers' Gold Member. Oh, right. <laughs> They've not seen The Hangover. Um, they probably haven't, actually. Um, and they probably also haven't seen Gold Member. <laughs> Beyonce's not drawing that crowd <laughs> to a theatre. Um, they <laughs> laughed a lot. Of, there were some very funny moments. So everybody laughed at. Yep. There were other moments where this old woman next to me was the only person who laughed. But then I also feel there were moments where I was the only one that laughed. Like the whole opening of Barbie, where yes. we were the only ones in the full theatre that laughed. Yeah. I I just thought that there were a couple of moments that I was just like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. was that not funny? S- some 
Sometimes I think, I think I have a fairly broad sense of humor. Yeah. But then sometimes I'm like, am I the only one smart enough to get this joke? Yeah. One in particular I remember was again at the Sun Theatre. Shane and I went to see The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Okay. Um, which is Wes Anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a particular and it is a slightly more off-centre humour. Yep. And I reckon Shane and I laughed through the whole movie. The rest of the cinema, I reckon, laughed twice. And mm. one of them, I think someone fell off the boat. Like, oh, right. <laughs> it wasn't even really a joke. I was going to say spoiler, but aquatic is in the title. Yeah, there is a boat in the movie, The Life Aquatic. Um, oh, is that the name of the boat? Life Aquatic. Well, no, the aquatic is in the title. Yeah, but okay. The, yeah. yeah. But that doesn't mean he falls out of the boat. No, no, but whatever. Anyway. It's not Sorry. Titanic. It's not Speed 2 Cruise Control. I went to the Sun Theatre again. Okay. <laughs> I went on New Year's Day, um, mm. which is not a bad time to go to the movies because there's not that many people there. People are hungover. I went and saw Poor Things. Yep. And straight after the movie, I turned my phone back on because you should turn your phone off in the movie. Correct. And texted mum and said, glad I didn't watch that with my mother. Oh, yeah. Basically, it's Emma Stone is kind of like a Frankenstein thing. Yep. She goes out into the real world and just wants to have a bunch of sex. Okay. There's other deeper things of learning what it's like to be a human, whatever, but it's mainly just sex. Okay. She even becomes a prostitute. She produced it. She produced it. Maybe she just wanted to be in a lot of sexy movie. Yeah. It's very good. Like, it's good. It's weird. It's fucking weird. Yeah, I've heard weird. She's very good. She might win an Oscar. Put it out there. Yeah. Margot. Margot. Mm. Don't bring up the war. Um, We're going to do an Oscars special. We will. So I'll probably talk about all these movies I've watched again. (laughs) Yeah, but we'll talk about them in a little bit more detail. Yeah. So it's very good. It's Mark Ruffalo's good. It's something different for him. And it's just quite different. Okay. If Barbie lost production design to that, I might be okay. All right. I won't be, as long as it doesn't lose production design to fucking Oppenheimer, I'll be fine. Speaking of movies you don't want to see with your mother, I did watch Saltburn. (gasps) Okay. Okay. You have talked about it already on an episode, um, but I thought because I am on social media... Oh, you have to. I need to watch uh, Saltburn before it is spoiled. Some of Rosamund Pike's incredible lines yeah. were spoiled for me, but I oh. did still laugh yeah. when she said, I used to be a lesbian, you know, but the That's whole thing was just too, too wet. wet. Women are too wet. Men are so lovely and dry. <clears throat> um, She's very good. She's very good. Rosamund Smart. Pike's very good. Um, I think acting performance-wise, uh, Rosamund Pike... Yeah, I think Rosamund Pike, Richard E. Grant and Barry Kogan are all very good acting-wise in the movie. Yeah, I thought the whole cast was very good. Yes. The, probably the weakest performance was Jacob Elordi. Mm, but he's there to look pretty. But he wasn't bad. But also his... His thing is just to be charismatic and pretty, which Jacob Elordi is already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as well as being tall. 
Um, the height difference <clears throat> is off-putting. It's very, it's very good. Also weird. Not as weird as poor things, do you think? Not as, I don't think it's as weird as poor things. Yeah. Um, it's... Because I feel like it's a bit more real world. Poor things is very much just like in the future or the past or not, I'm not quite sure. Okay. Um, it's very just much, this is complete fiction. Yeah. Whereas right. Saltburn's a bit more like, this could happen. Mm-mm. There's lots of talk about Saltburn, a lot of interviews about stuff that's going on. Um, we didn't make a bathwater cocktail nah, soz. for this episode, uh, which is probably a good choice on our part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a good movie. Yeah. I'm very glad I watched it. It was very quickly onto streaming. Yeah, which I'm not liking about some movies now. Mm. Although cinema's dead. I'm glad that the other one I watched did come out fairly quickly on streaming, which is Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Uh, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. To sit in a thing for 320 or whatever it is. Because I would have had to have paid twice to watch one half and then have a nap and then come back the next day and you need watch to see the, the second the half of the movie. Astor with the intermission and nap through the intermission. No intermissions. No intermissions, Mar- Marty. Marty said no intermissions. This is... It was long. It's a good story. It's good acting. It's Everything about it is a good movie. Does Martin Scorsese need a no person? Does he not have someone around him that says no? I feel that, Mar- yeah, Martin Scorsese has been left to do whatever the hell he pleases because he's Martin Scorsese. I've got yeah. 10 Oscar nominations. I can do what I want. But also, like, Steven Spielberg can do what he wants. Yeah. But he's still, like... I'm making movies for people, not for me. Yeah. Do you think they could have cut half an hour out of the movie? They could have cut an hour out of the movie. Should he have made it a limited series? Ooh. Marty's not doing anything for Netflix. No. For HBO. Um, it, it's good. The best actress will be between her and Emma Stone. Okay. With Margot out of the picture. Mm. Something that went straight to streaming, which I thought was interesting that this didn't really get any go at the cinema, was Maestro. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, yeah. Um, I am not a Bradley Cooper fan. Nope. But He's he good. did he did do this very well. It was a very well shot movie. Question. Yeah. For any directors listening. Yeah. Why am I watching everything in... Oh, Square, right. four, three. Also, a few movies I've watched. Poor Things did it. Yep. Maestro did it. Something else I watched recently did it. Holdovers did not quite full letterboxed. Yeah, but they do black and white and then colour. Yeah. Like, I get, I get why Maestro did it, but it was unnecessary. Yes. Being like, this is the 50s or it was re- 40s. It was, oh, now it's the 60s. We're in colour. It was kind of inconsistent. It was like just... The, the vibe change in Maestro felt inconsistent to me. Yeah. And then for Poor Things, I kind of got it because it was like, this is before she goes out to the real world. It's in black and white. And it's, it's almost like a Wizard of Oz thing. Is that what you're thinking? The other movie you've watched recently? No. Okay. Um, and... Um, but then I thought, oh, then we'll go back and it'll be in black and white, but it was in colour. 
I'm like, so what was the point of that? Anyway, so I think there's just a, some things directors and stuff do now to go, how this is a good movie. How can I make it a little bit more artistic to get how more How can attention? I make it look a little bit different? Yeah. I think Maestro was not super well marketed because no. I feel like a lot of people that watched it will be disappointed that it's not actually really a conductor's biopic. It's not a it's, life story of Leonard mm, Bernstein, the conductor. No. It's a examination of the love between Bradley Cooper and Kerry Mulligan. Yep. Kerry Mulligan is very good. She is very good. Um, if it was any other year, she'd be up with a chance. Yes. But she's nominated, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's I still in, think she's in third place. I still think she could have a chance. She, for me, is... Um, she she carries the movie. She's the best thing about the movie. Other than his nose. Ooh. Controversial. Um, he is good. Uh, the story is good if you're not going to expect a conductor's biopic. The makeup is good because they do the face because it obviously goes through time. Yep. The nose is one thing, whatever. Yep. But then as they go through and forward to the future, mm. which is the past, or the present, whatever, um, and they do the wrinkles on the face yeah. and the work they did. Like, I've never noticed it in a movie before. Yep. They aged like, him very well. Wow, they did the neck yeah. very well as well. One thing that they didn't do as much of was age Carrie Mulligan. No. Mm. No, they did not. So, woman still has to be beautiful. Well, they engaged her when she was dying. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, that wasn't yeah. the aging. That was the cancer. No, that was the cancer. L cancer. Oh. So that's mainly from mainly memory what yeah. I've watched over the break. I watched another one called Nyad. Oh, Which yeah, I do want to watch that. Jodie Foster's back, apparently. I don't know where she went. Um, eh. Well, she went behind the camera. She's been producing and yeah. directing this whole time. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. It's a, bi- it's a biopic inspirational. Oh, well, she's swimming. Well. I think they're both. Okay. I think they're both good. Yep. But I would not have given them Oscar nominations. Okay. I would have replaced Annette Benning with Margot Robbie. Yeah. And from what I've seen, Jodie Foster with Rosamund Pike. You know what movie that I want to see is... Mean Girls. No. Okay. Well, I want to watch the original Colour Purple so that I can watch the remake. Yeah, it's long as well. Because I said to someone the other day, I want to watch the Colour Purple. Or they're like, have you seen the Colour Purple? Um because we were going to choose something now-ish to watch. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen the new one, but I feel like I should watch the original before I watch the musical version. Mm. And they agreed that I should. The other one that I want to watch is something that's just gone from my mind slightly. Okay. Okay? Great. You must really want to watch it. Yeah, I do. Good Grief. Um, Past Lives. Good Grief I do want to watch, but that's not the one I was thinking of. It's got two women in it. <laughs> May, December. With Julianne Moore and yes. Natalie Portman. Thank you. Yeah. Um, because apparently they are like 
putting on a masterclass of apparently acting. I heard a quote or a review was like, "It's like watching acting if it was a fencing match." I'm like, "Oh, Jesus. oh yeah, I saw that." But neither of them acted well enough to get nominated for anything. Yeah, and apparently he is very good in it, but he didn't get anything either. Who is he? Charles Melton. Oh, him. Yeah. Apparently he's yeah, an right. Yeah. Do you know someone I don't want to see more of? Sydney Sweeney. Killian Murphy. Oh. Yeah. Sydney Sweeney. Oh. Okay. May, December's a flop. Although it was released on the 1st of February. Budget was $20 million and it's taken 830000 in a day. So that's okay. <laughs> okay. It's that's yet right. to be called a flop. A day from when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can't really call that a flop so far, although it's only a 6.9 on IMDb, but a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. One criticism I have of Rotten Tomatoes and social media, we need to stop saying something is rated a hundred percent on the day it's released. Oh, before it's released and four people have watched it. No, but like, it's like, Ooh, this new series has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, it's been out for six hours. And that's because the people who are waiting for this TV series are the first ones to watch it. Yeah. So they're going to give it 10 out of 10. It's like me watching Ted and going, I really like that. Yeah. Well, you know, just because I know I'm going to like it. The headline should be fans of Ted the movie like fans like the TV show Ted. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, May, December, I think, is something that I want to go and see. Directed by Todd Haynes. Yes. Um, director of Tar. Yes. Um, and the Razzie nominations have come out. Oh, who got one? There was one, somebody that got one that was a big thing that we, I feel like we watched. So, worst actor, I've watched one of them. Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist. That's what I was going to say, because he said it yeah. wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Vin Diesel in Fast X. Chris Evans in Ghosted. Yeah. Uh, Jason Statham in Meg to the Trench, your mate Liam. That's not surprising at all. <laughs> he likes it because it's bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Voight in Mercy. Um, this is something that we have watched: The Exorcist Believer. That was it. That nominated was it. for worst picture. Yeah, which it wasn't that bad. Yeah, Meg to the Trench, Expend Four Balls, Shazam: Fury of the Gods, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Yeah, it looks so. Bad. I really want to mm. watch that. <clears throat> I think someone on this worst actress list needs a new agent or an acting coach. Okay. Have there been many actresses, do you reckon, in the history of the Razzies that have been nominated back-to-back for worst actress? Because um, generally they're not I bad. Can't. Generally they're not bad actresses. Potentially Halle Berry for Catwoman and X-Men. Last year? Mm. And this year. Diana the Musical 2. Anna de Armas. Nominated last year for Blonde. One last oh, year for Blonde. That's right. Nominated yes, this year yeah. for Ghosted. Well, you'd also think that she was just also nominated for an Oscar for the same movie. So um, she's gone that way. Not that way. Helen Mirren. Yes. For Shazam, Fury of the Gods, Megan Fox, Jennifer Lopez, the mother, and Selma Hayek, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Mm. So I've seen three 
of the nominations for Worst Prequel, Remake, Ripoff or Sequel, The Exorcist Believer, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So I need to watch mm. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey and Expend Four Bulls. Yes. Um, the Exorcist, to? well, I'm the one that has to, apparently. <laughs> we won't, are we going to do an episode this year? <laughs> yeah, I don't get, we might not get COVID, hopefully. Mm. Let's find Worst Movie and see what they were. I reckon... Um, I think it'll be Meg 2. I'm just clicking through and it doesn't have... Um, anyway, worst picture. The Exorcist Believer, watch that. Expendables, Expend Fourables, sorry. Yes, thank you. Meg 2, The Trench, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So I've actually only seen one of the five worst picture nominees. Um, I have seen two, three... Of the worst supporting actor. Right. Um, and three of the worst remake, ripoff, or sequel. Worst screen combo. Any two merciless mercenaries in expend forbles. Any two money grubbing investors who donated to the 400 million for remake rights to The Exorcist, The Exorcist Believer. <laughs> God. Anita Armas and Chris Evans, who flunked screen chemistry in Ghosted. Salma Hayek and Channing Tatum in Magic Mike Last Dance. Pooh and Piglet in Winnie the Pooh, Blood Aww, and Honey. <laughs> that seems like you can't do that. The Razzie Redeemer Award is TBA. One more thing, actually. I'd give it to Robert Downey. Oh, he's probably already got it. The Expend Fourbles has mm. um, seven nominations. Wow. Five for The Exorcist Believer and Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, can I make a suggestion for us as Two Drink Cinema? Yep. As a corporation? Uh-huh. You know, we joke about when we're invited to join the Academy. Yes. Do we make our own Academy? Guess how much it is to join the Razzie's voting committee. Oh, five bucks? 40 bucks. Oh, let's do it. We can do that. Yeah. Let's vote on the Razzie's this year. Done. Oh, um, shit. I have to watch them. I just vote. Fuck, that's all right. <laughs> I'll just vote. I'll just vote for Meg. Just go, they shouldn't have made expend four balls. Yep. Don't vote for the Meg to the trench. Liam won't be happy. The Meg one is bad enough. <laughs> Why do you make a yeah. sequel? Um, I have seen seven of the ten movies best nominated for Best Picture. Oh, well done. What's and yet I've to seen, watch? Uh, Anatomy of a Fall, which I don't think has been released yet. Zone nope. of Interest, which I'm assuming will only be on at Cinema Nova. <laughs> yes. And American Fiction, which I don't think has been released yet either. And then um, once I watched, I got to watch that. Those th- I got to watch those three and the color purple, and then I think I've watched all the acting nominations as well. Yeah, right. And then all the directors as well. Um, nothing from the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been nominated for the Razzies before until Ant Man. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania came out strong with four nominations. Ooh, <laughs> that's got a heat. Not even Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder was nominated for anything. I don't. I got, and that's the I, worst I, I Thor movie. I don't know the. The rules. Um, the special effects are really bad in Quantumania for Ant-Man. That's, that certainly didn't help. Mm. Um, all right. Let's talk about what's going to go on this year with um, Two Drink Cinema. We will be keeping a very similar format in terms of me talking about the story and Brett talking about the cultural and cinematic influence of the film. Yes. We are going to do something slightly different in terms of choosing our films. Yep. Um, 
because we kind of realized last year with Halloween and Christmas when we decided to pick anniversaries, we ended up watching four movies we didn't like in Christmas. We sure did. <laughs> Three movies we didn't like and one that was crap. And when we did Robin Hood Month, that was a hit and miss as well. <laughs> yeah. But so we knew what we were theme. getting into with, theme. with Taron Egerton. So we are changing tack slightly. It's not a full reboot like we've done four times in two and a no. half years. No. We are changing tack slightly and we are going to review iconic movies. Yes. All right. So we are also, as we said at the end of last year, opening it up to listeners. Uh-huh who can nominate what they think is their like, favourite iconic movie. Yeah. Thankfully, someone has nominated Back to the Future uh-huh. so that I didn't have to. Yeah. Okay, so Back to the Future is did, back into the list. my birthday. What's it? Oh, Back to the Future. I'm like, boring, already done it. Now, what else? In, in. Back to the Future's in. So, uh, Brett Somebody has... Somebody said Sister Act 2, so... In. Back on the list. Brett has found an app. I found an app. Which um, you could kind of show the... Camera, maybe? Yep. It's a randomizer app. You so put your you, yeah. list in. And, and then you click the roll the die. Click a button. And it goes bang. And it picks. So also on this list, there will be movies we've done before in the earlier format, especially ones when we first started and we didn't really have a format. Yes. I'm sad to say Return to Oz, sadly, not not back on the list yet. Um. So, yeah, from the Chad S. Minquo Oh, yeah, remember him. Uh, from the sca- Chad Archie Q. De Niro. And Archie Q. De Niro and scales. The, even before that, when and we even didn't the have anything. Random bullshit chat stage. Yeah. Not that now is not random bullshit chat. Yeah. So we're going to roll the dice. Oh, my God. This is so Each exciting. week and then pick. And we're going to give some clues. You yeah. can give some clues to me. Mm-hmm. And I've got to try and guess what the movie is that's been rolled. Okay. Okay. Ready? Which means you can't show the screen because the listeners can guess along with us or viewers because it's a screen. Okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Clues, what please. What kind of clue? And then we'll do a six degrees to finish our episode. I'm actually interested to see, this might not be a clue, just more a comment. Yeah. Interested to see how this has aged. Oh, so is it old not, or not, potentially inappropriate? Oh, potentially inappropriate. All right. There's one particular moment that's not so much because of the jokes in this movie, mm-hmm. although some are probably not that well aged. There's a particular cameo I'm thinking that maybe hasn't aged particularly well. Okay. So there's a few. This <laughs> All movie, right. A this movie with cameos yeah. and some dirty jokes. This movie has um, some cameos in it. Yep. That include, this is my hint, that include, from memory, oh my God. Oh, okay. David Hasselhoff, William Shatner. Okay. Chuck Norris. Oh, yep. Lance Armstrong. Yep. All right. Cool. Listeners, you should have got it by now. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's my hint. Is that too good of a hint? No, well, I got it. I was going to give you a quote. <laughs> Fucking Chuck Norris. That was going to be my quote. <laughs> Dodgeball. Oh, there you go. Well, you gave it away when you said fucking Chuck Norris. Um, Dodgeball, a true underdog story, 2004. Oh, So we're accidentally starting with an anniversary, even though we said we weren't going to do anniversaries. Yes. Um, What should we do with Six Degrees 2? What's something we've both watched? The Holdovers. The Holdovers. All right. That's something that most we've watched recently. So Paul Giamatti. I have to say I haven't seen many Paul Giamatti movies. 
he's in Billions. Mm. Who else is in Billions? And what else is Paul Giamatti in? And not many I other... honestly can't think of any other Paul Giamatti The Holdovers movies. has like four people in it. Who was in The Cinderella Man? Was that Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Paul Giamatti? Yeah, Paul Giamatti was in it. Okay. So we got Paul Giamatti to Russell Crowe. We need to get to Vince Vaughn or Ben Stiller or Justin Long. Russell Crowe. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Russell Crowe. The Pope's Ben exorcist. Stiller, Tropic Thunder. That has basically everybody in it. That does have um, a big cast. I wonder if Paul Giamatti's done a movie with Tom Hugh, Cruise. Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe. Yep, that's Les Mis. Russell and Hathaway. Crow and uh, Thor, wasn't he in like, yep. a Thor? So Russell Crowe played Zeus in Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah. And then Chris Hemsworth has been in lots of movies with Robbie Downey Jr., who was in Tropic Thunder with Ben Stiller. There you go. So Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Russell Crowe, Paul Giamatti. All right. So watch Dodgeball. There is going to be an easier way. Somebody's going this to be week. like, oh my God, I can't believe you forgot that Paul Giamatti was in There's can't Something forget, About Mary. Yeah. Can't forget, believe that you forget that Paul Giamatti was in the Brady Bunch movie with Ben Stiller's wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he was. No, I don't think so. He played Alice, actually. <laughs> I'm just adding that to the list. I just remember that Shelley Long played the mum. Your dad's right, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Which I saw on some bullshit um, entertainment news article that said she tried to go from sitcom to movie and the one movie she made was a flop. I'm like, she was in more than one movie. Um, Outrageous fortune. Yeah. If I was the kind of person that commented. Or the money pit, whichever one that is she's in with Tom Hanks. They might have been flops, but I remember them. The movie Brady Bunch one and two. The apparently they called the flop was is called Troop Beverly Hills. Apparently that's iconic, but I don't know it. That's not iconic in this country. Maybe Shelley Long, Tori Spelling, Heather Hopper, Betty Thomas, Carla Gugino, Kelly Martin are the tops. A soon to be divorced socialite is determined to prove herself a capable person. She decides to become a den mother to a group of Girl Scouts. Great. Sounds exciting. That mm. does sound shit. Uh, we're not watching it. Um, all right. So oh, our first movie of the year, Dodgeball. Let's have a 35-year anniversary. Um, Dodgeball, a true underdog story. It's a great movie. I think it's funny. I think it's very funny. I it'll do be, think I, it'll yep. be interesting to see how it ages. There's do things that um, there will I be think some. a few words might be. Yep. Gone. That movie, that, by the way, was added to the list by our friend Joe, who recently oh. has won, has represented Australia oh. and won the Asian Dodgeball Championships. Oh, I wish I would have watched, <laughs> but ESPN 8, the Ocho, isn't on KO. You know, it was only like three months ago I learned that Ocho is 8 in Spanish. <laughs> oh, Dios mío. You didn't get that far in Duolingo, did no, you? No, I didn't. <laughs> Doing um, one called Drops. To learn Japanese. Okay. Hmm. 
Great. Should we end the episode? Or? Yeah, we should end the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Welcome back for 2024. We're going to watch Dodgeball um, this week. If you'd like to add your movie to the list, then get in touch with us on the socials or join the Facebook group. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave the tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly.